So Rahim Tov, we continue in the Sefer Sharim Batvila, and we're doing the Pirkei Siyum, the concluding chapters, Ramperik Dalit, in my Sefer, it's at the bottom of page, Kuf Samach Aleph. The author is going back to the discussion of the parrot that talked about Rina, song to Hashem. And he, if you recall, he brought the, the Pasuk that Yeshua said when he was fighting the battle of Ayalon. He was saying, Shemesh ba Givon Dom. The sun in Givon was silent. Didn't say it stopped moving, he said it was silent. And there we explain that the whole power and essence of the sun is the Shira that it sings. And that really is with the whole creation. All, every aspect of creation, its whole essence is Shira, that it sings to God. And if it would stop singing, it would cease to exist. And that's the idea of Perak Shira, that I believe some of we gave that out a few Shavuos ago. And Perak Shira, and that was, uh, uh, written by uh, uh, I, uh, it's just escaping me one of the t- rabbis of the Gemara uh, and uh, so uh, Aaron Scroll puts it out it's, it's type of a midrashic work it talks about how all all of creation sings out to Hashem it's a, it's a good thing to say perish you because it, it keeps you focused as to what we're supposed to do. But the essential point is a shira Tashem is the, ets- the essence of existence of each and every created being. And that's what it says when Hashem created the vegetation, that it was in the subterranean level, but had not yet sprouted out there was no rain because until a person came, there was no one to activate the plant life. So prayer itself is the life source of Parnassa for the whole world. So the Tzaddik explains this a little bit deeper. He says the foundation of prayer is humility. And when we talk about humility, we don't mean to say that a, a smart person should be humble and think he's foolish, or a strong person should think he's not strong. Right? No, that's not true. And the truth of the matter is, a person has to see himself, and this is the key, as a mirror of God. Just like we have with the uh, Mishkan, that the basin was made out of mirrors. Okay, so let's discuss what a mirror actually is. A mirror, whatever stands in front of the mirror, that's what you see in the mirror. So if you would, let's say, have an incredible tzaddik whose face illuminates with holiness, standing in front of the mirror, the mirror would show you a picture of the tzaddik and a face that's illuminating with holiness. Now, would the mirror be arrogant to say, wow, I am 
my appearance illuminates with holiness. No, he can't say that because it'd be very foolish. It really has nothing. It's just a receptacle to receive the pictures that are standing before it. And even once it catches the picture, it doesn't really internalize it and it's not part of the mirror. Well, guess what, guys? This is what humility means in a human being. A true understanding of what humility is isn't just that a person uh, is uh, like a poor person and a rich person gave him money for nothing, right? Even though he had nothing to uh, boast about and he has nothing, that he created himself, but right now he is rich. In other words, you got a poor guy and he had nothing. Also, a rich man said, here's $10 million. Now he should certainly be humble because he didn't do anything to get it. But at least now he has $10 million. There's something he's got. All right? But if a, if, if a very beautiful picture is in front of the mirror, the mirror doesn't even have anything. Just the beautiful picture. And as soon as the person steps out from away from the mirror, it's all gone. Because it never had anything to begin with. And that really is what a person is. Every virtue he has is Hashem is putting that in front of him, in front of his mirror. If Hashem decides that you're going to have money, it's not that Hashem gave you money. You don't have the money. It's a picture. It's the money's in front of it, and he it's it's a it's an illusion. It's a very good illusion. But he doesn't really have it at all. What do you mean he's got the money? He ain't got the money. In a second, God could take it away. Hashem could step away from the mirror, the money's gone. Ah, you still have it? Because Hashem hasn't stepped away from it. Wow. And that's Mamish what Moshe said when he said, and who are we that you should argue with us? Ma, not what? Nothing. What do you mean? You should at least say you were a smart guy. You learned a lot of Torah, this and that. No, Moshe understood that his greatness and his sitkas and his and his Torah scholarship, it's all a mirror. It's all Hashem given. So what what do I have? I'm blessed. That Hashem is standing in front of me. Yes. I'm blessed that Hashem stood in front of me that I was able to make effort. The fact that you could make effort and sit and learn for hours and hours and succeed in it. Or the fact you make effort and work in a business and succeed in becoming rich. That effort itself is just the reflection of the mirror uh, of Hashem being in front of your mirror. And that really is the re reflection and the reality of the entire world. This world, the spiritual worlds, they're all mirrors of Hashem's greatness. And they're and they don't they don't even have their in and of themselves their own realities. It's just a picture that's in front of them. It's just reflecting that picture. And this is the deeper understanding that the Nefeshachim explains in the first gate where he says that the attributes of Hashem are not like a physical human being. 
When a person builds a structure, for example, from wood, the person does not create it out of thin air, but he takes the wood that was already created, he puts them in an arranged way and hammers them in and now you got a house. Now, even if he leaves the premises or dies, the building still is there. But Hashem, when he created the world, he created the world something from nothing. And now what keeps it going? That energy that Hashem put into the world. Every And Hashem has to be with the world every second. And for one minute, Hashem, so to speak, forgets about something and doesn't put any energies in, it's gone. But Hashem always sits in front of it, gives the energy. So when we, when Hashem says, you know, the, the heaven, let there be the firmament, the, the rakia, Hashem is putting energy in. It's reflecting the firmament, the skies. It's a mirror of Hashem letting it happen. Everything is a mirror of Hashem. So now it comes out, the essential existence of everything is determined by how it's lined up and stands in front of the picture. And that's why it says by Moshe, where Hashem says, el face to mouth to mouth I speak to. Or at Harsinai, was punning but punning, face to face to the Jewish people. That's the highest level. When you're staying face to face, you are standing face to face in front of the Kedusha. So now you're right in front, your mirror is right in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Guess what? When do you really achieve that face-to-face -face reality? That's prayer. That's shira. That's praise. That's song. And that's why prayer is the foundation of all reality. And the angels and everything that causes things to happen from the heavens they, well, their whole existence depends on their singing Shira. Okay? And not that they're not that we're depending on it, but it's our essence. Okay. And until until you stand before Hashem, there's nothing to reflect. So what it's saying is that all of creation it innately is singing. What does it mean it's singing? They are capable of singing, so to speak, but their essence lines up directly across the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and it reflects it, and, and they intuitively know that's all they're doing is reflecting, and that's the song that they're singing. <laughs> that's a really deep idea over here, because very few of us understand this. Most of us think, okay, I have this, Hashem, Please take care that I don't lose it. You don't realize you don't even have any. What do you mean? I got all this money. You don't got a bit of money. Hashem has just put himself in front of it. That's it. And therefore, but if, if Hashem just steps away, it's gone. You have nothing. And that's where Rina comes into play. This idea of singing praises to Hashem to realize it's not that Hashem, you gave me something and now I have it and please don't take it away. It means you've never given me anything. You're just 
standing in front of my mirror and I'm lucky to catch the reflection of you and I'm praising you that you stepped in front of me and I know you could easily step because I don't even what I think I have I don't have I I'm touching money that's only because Hashem is standing in front as soon as Hashem steps away boom the money's gone now it doesn't happen magic but it happens that you did a bad business deal and all of a sudden the money that was uh, in the ether you know was in the bank account it's gone because not because the guy cheated you in business because Hashem stepped away from it now obviously if you want it back if you want to hold on to it you should be praising Hashem every minute hold on to it if you don't have it if you don't have now the idea of praying is putting yourself in front of a Kaddish world. And then he, you can mirror that which Hashem wants to give us. Yes? So when do we sing this shira? When, what time? In the morning? This shira? Anytime you want. Erev Shabbos is a good thing to do. If you have a lot of extra time on Erev Shabbos, then before shira shirim, you come 10 minutes earlier, and then you do Perak shira. Or anytime you do Perak Shira. You can do Perak Shira anytime. But the whole point is to realize that you are like, if the whole creation knows that it's just a mirror of Hashem, you should know that too. And that's your Shira. So this should arouse us to pray and to pray a lot. Because this is really telling us what the essence of prayer is. And that's what the rabbis say. Every prayer gets an answer. Because why? Because it's stepping in front your mirror. You're putting your mirror in front of Hashem. So let's say, for example, let's say the mirror is angry. And it puts itself in front of something. Still, it's reflecting. So if you're staying before Hashem and nullifying yourself before Hashem you're going to get whatever Hashem is putting in front of you so look how look how wondrous this analogy is regarding humility using the idea of the mirror and standing before so let's say uh, let's say the mirror would be talking talking mirror and if the mirror would say to itself why do I have to face that image that's in front of me Don't I have anything myself? I can make my own colors. You know what? I'm going to move away from that image. So what will happen when the mirror decides to walk away from that image? It's got no image. It's gone. Whatever that beautiful image is, it's gone. And it ain't coming back. So the the mirror, so to speak, an, an intelligent mirror, is very humble. It doesn't want to create anything itself because it can't. The only thing you can do is make the mirror very clear because mirrors can be dirty. If there's dirt on the mirror, it's not able to reflect anymore. Uh, so you got to work on your vitos. You need the humility to shine up, clean up the mirror a little bit, and then it can more clearly reflect that which comes into the mirror. It's interesting 
The Medrash says about first man before he sinned, it said the angels wanted to, uh, they wanted, I'm sorry, they wanted to say before first man that he is Kadosh. He's the Holy One. Really, what do we say? They thought he was God. And Yaakov Avino, it says in Masechus Megillah, that the angels called him Kadosh. And it's very interesting when, when Yaakov built a Mizbeach, we'll see, I think it's in next week's Parsha. Okay, it says, he built a Mizbeach, Vayikralo Kel Eloke Yisro. So what does that mean? The simple meaning is you think it means Yaakov called the Vayikralo, Yaakov called the Mizbeach, Kel, God, Eloke Yisro, the God of Yisrael. So the question is, what's going on over here? It's like this. Vayikra lo kel. Hashem called him. So kel called him Elokei Israel, the God of Israel. What does that mean? It means that the angels, they were calling him the God of Israel. So we would think, wow, look, look at the virtues of first man. That the angels made a mistake. And, and they think he's God. And Yaakov, they think he's God. The truth is, has or salt to say this. They don't have, they're not God. But what does it mean? They're emphasizing the virtues of first man and Yaakov, that they nullified themselves so much before Hashem that they were perfect mirrors. And when it's a perfect mirror, the angel is saying, it's like, this guy is like a total reflection of God. They didn't say he's God, but they're saying he's a total reflection of God. Okay? So let's uh, give an example. Let's say Ruvain is standing in front of a mirror. So if you're looking at it from a two-dimensional perspective, you don't know who Ruvain is, and you don't know who the mirror is. Sometimes you have in these hotels interesting things, like you, the mirror's so far away, you see the guy over there, you go over there, but it wasn't him, it's the mirror. Okay? But one thing's for sure, Ruben is really Ruben, and the mirror is only a mirror of Ruben. So that's what Ottomarie showed in Yaakov for. They're perfect mirrors. That's what we're saying. They had the image of God, the Mamish God. What do you mean? They reflected. Hashem put everything into them, and they were such a beautiful mirror that they're seeing divinity in there. Now, obviously, God doesn't look like a person, but uh, this is not a regular mirror. We're talking about a spiritual mirror now. Okay, the things that angels can see, spiritual mirrors. We're not saying that God has any, remember, God has no physical image. But whatever way the angels perceived when we say they saw, it doesn't mean they see, they perceive. So we use a marshal. If God, you know, if something's in front of a mirror, the mirror projects it in a physical way, and we see with our physical eyes, but there's a spiritual way of seeing, which means to say an intellectual understanding. So the intellectual understanding of who Yaakov was, who Ademarisha was before the sin, is an intellect very much like Hashem. That's not something you physically see. So this important idea of the whole idea of Shira. The idea of Shira, when you're singing out to Hashem and you're showing, you know what? 
I thank you that I am able to be a mirror that reflects you. That's it. Now, that can only be if you're humble. Here's the problem. Person's very rich. He thinks he did it himself. He's a big tzaddik. He thinks he became a big tzaddik by himself. So if, if I said, what, what are you actually praying to Hashem? Hashem, just don't mess up things. But if you realize really what, what happens, if Hashem steps aside for a minute, you've lost it all. So then you come with humility to Hashem. You say, Hashem, I know that I don't have anything. I'm so grateful for you that you're stepping in front of me. And I've merited to be such a a pure person that I'm able to reflect that. And what am I reflecting? I'm reflecting the money you, you, you're putting in front of me, the, the strength you're putting in front of me, the intelligence you're putting in front of me. And I sing a shira because that's what you created me for. And now I use the money for tzedakah. I use the intelligence to teach Torah. I use the strength to help people who need physical help. And there's no place for any arrogance for the person. So this was the fourth chapter, a very significant point over here. Now we go to the fifth chapter, and the fifth chapter is a bit longer, and it's divided up into, again, interesting subcategories. It's a little bit difficult. I would, I would suggest it's two subcategories, and the first subcategory has four parts to the first subcategory. Although it doesn't seem to be listed this way. But anyway... He, he uh, mentions the famous Rambam in Mordevuchen, third Chelek, uh, 51st chapter. And he says like this. He says, when a person thinks about Hashem, where your mind really is, then Hashem is really with him there. Your mind is where Hashem is. And then the Rambam takes it a step further. He says, when a person does certain mitzvahs, like reading from the Torah, davening, any other mitzvahs. Uh, the goal of the kavana isn't just to learn or do the mitzvahs and to be, you know, uh, distancing yourself from other things. But really, he says, the main thing you have to do is to, the way they really work is when you feel that you're with Hashem when you're doing that mitzvahs. So just like if you think you're with Hashem, you're with Hashem. Okay. So there's like really three levels here. You could think about Hashem. Right now I'm just thinking about Hashem. Hashem, you're amazing. You're great. I love you. So what's that mean? You're with Hashem. Now, <clears throat> you can do a mitzvah. You can be shake the loaf and not thinking about Hashem. You're doing a mitzvah, but you're not doing the mitzvah with Hashem on your mind. The highest level, you're doing the mitzvah with Hashem on your mind, because now you're doing the mitzvah with Hashem. So this is the amazing thing. Okay? Now, certainly, if a person is shaking a lulav, he's doing a mitzvah, but he's doing the mitzvah in the framework of this world with all its limitations and all its distance from Hashem. It's still a mitzvah. But when you have the thoughts, not the thought that you're doing the mitzvah, but the thought you're doing the mitzvah to connect to Hashem, and at this point in time you are connecting with Hashem, at that moment you're out of this world. 
and you're mamish by the kisei are covered with great vegas Hashem and greater quality of Kedusha. And that's the whole point of the Avodah. In other words, what the Rambam is saying, when every time you're doing a mitzvah, think I'm doing the mitzvah, the purpose of the mitzvah is to connect me to Hashem. And Hashem is beyond this world. And now I'm doing this mitzvah, I'm going out of this world in my mind. And I'm totally connecting with Hashem and I should feel, even if I don't feel it, I know it's happening. To feel it, it takes a lot of work. But to at least first step, I'm doing this mitzvah in Hashem's presence to connect to Hashem. Even though I don't feel it, I know it's happening. And I am close to Hashem doing exactly what Hashem wants me to do this time. And I'm not in this world. So now you can understand especially what the concentration of prayer should be. It has to be totally focused on the agenda that's in front of it. And now he comes up with a great Chiddush of Shad, remember Eliyahu Navi at the great um, uh, showdown at Mount Carmel. There were people following the idols. And he said, why are you jumping between two branches? So the simple meaning was that, well, they believe in God and they believe in idols. So which one are you doing? But Pinka says, we can make an application for us who are adopted. If you really love Hashem, you should follow Him. Okay, so let's say you're davening. You're davening. And you're thinking about Hashem. Okay. Baruch, Ato, Hashem, Thinking about Hashem. So where are you? In front of Hashem. A couple seconds later, your mind wanders to the great cup. Okay. So now, you're not close to Hashem anymore. Now, okay, let me get back on track. Let me get back on track. Okay, I'm talking to Hashem, you know. Okay, I'm Ram, okay, it's going to Yaakov. And then a minute later, you still go back to the gray cup. So what are you doing? You know what Elio would be telling you now? Why are you jumping between the two branches? Right. So, therefore, the point over here that he's saying is not just to get you to concentrate and have kavana. You know, that's a big, big job to really understand every word and have kavon of every word. That's a big, big job, as the Rambam says in a lot of places. We have to do it, but that's a big job. But right now, the, the avoda we're trying to discuss is an easier avoda that at least externally you should feel that you are standing before the king. Okay? And... Uh, and uh, that, uh, you know, and we don't have to, like, judge the guy favorably like Reb Levi Yitzchak did. Remember, Yitzchak, Yitzchak once saw a guy, a wagon driver, greasing the wheels of his wagon while he's wearing tefillin. So really, it's not such a good thing to grease the wagons while you're wearing tefillin. But he judges everyone favorably. He says, God, look how great is the Jewish people. Even in the middle of work, he's davening to you. No, we don't have to go that far. We don't have to go that. But the point is... Um, to not to have all our set, but the, the idea is though, we have to at least go through the actions to at least describe for ourselves that we're standing in Hashem's presence. Okay, so uh, when you're when you're when you're whatever you're davening, you shouldn't be fluttering back and forth. 
especially let's say somebody comes in the room and you're and you're almost done davening and you go like this you point and wait 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 so what are you doing it's like you're going away from hashem right that's mamish bad so at least at least try to have the focus that i'm in front of you hashem i'm in front of you i'm with you i wish i knew how to be so focused that every word I understand and I'm really talking to you from my heart and so close to you. And that's that's a big avoda. But to just recognize that you're in his presence and to say, Hashem, I'm in your presence. I'm doing the mitzvah of me to do. Honestly, I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm ignorant. But I'm, I'm in front of you. And I'm trying to get in front of, I'm the mirror, and I want to get in front of you. And Hashem, please give me things that the mirror comes in front of me in my life. I don't understand everything, but I know things in life that I want. But what is it that I realize that whatever I get is only the fact that you're stepping in front of my mirror. And that's it, I want to always be in your presence. I hope I'll be worthy that I use the things you give me for the things you want me to use. But it's not so much that I deserve it because I know it's a gift that comes from you. And therefore, if you're at least doing that, then we could say you're in front of a Kodesh Baruch and keeping that mind when you're doing that. That was little uh, section one of the bigger section one. Then there's another short little way, section two under section one. So um, he wants, the author wants to be Mechadish that even though the Rambam stresses the necessity to have kavona in your thoughts to Hashem and only a thought that connects you to Hashem but the truth of the matter is to have total kavona is only for the first bracha. First bracha you have to mamish feel you're in front of Hashem and know every single word. But any type of tefillah is a connection to Hashem. Even a tefillah without kavana but at least you know you're in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So it comes out there's two ways to connect to Hashem in prayer. One he says is with your thoughts and one is with your actions. So when your mom is thinking with your thoughts and your mom is thinking what am I saying and what you understand, that's mom is of the soul. But what if you're just standing in front of Hashem you don't have all those thoughts but it's still a connection in action. Because you are standing before Hashem, even though it's not as great as understanding everything with Kamkali Kavona, but you still are actively attaching Hashem. There's two types of Dvekas Dvekas of the heart and the mind, and Dvekas of the body. Okay? So, in other words, you're, I, I'm, I, I don't even know what I'm saying, but I know you're here. I'm standing in front of you, I'm acting with respect. I'm saying Amen. I'm saying Heshmi Rabba. I don't even know what I'm saying Amen to. But what is there? I'm coming in front. I'm putting my mirror in front of you. Now, there's more sophisticated mirrors that my mirror can pick up thoughts and everything else, but at least I want to stand in front of you. At least that level of tefillah we should be able to work on. Okay, we'll end it at this point. Continue tomorrow. God willing, we should finish this book this week. Then we'll try to pick up something else on Tvila.